Hello and welcome to the Student Voice podcast. My name is Caroline Duggan and I will be hosting this new podcast series from NUI Galway. Over the next number of weeks, I will be chatting with current NUI Galway students about their particular course. So if you are a leaving or pre-leaving cert student and you are considering your university options for next year, then this podcast is definitely for you. Likewise, if you're a parent, guardian, teacher, or maybe a guidance counsellor of a Leaving Cert class, please share the link and encourage your students to listen in. Because hopefully, hearing these first-hand accounts from current students will really help a student in their decision-making process. My guest today is Adam Cameron. Adam is from Galway and attended St. Joseph's Secondary School, better known as the Bish in Galway City. And Adam is currently studying Global Languages, CAO code GY128 at NUI Galway. Adam, thank you for joining me on the Student Voice podcast. Thank you. Adam, I want to begin by taking you back to the Leaving Search year in the Bish. Had you a clear idea about what you wanted to study after the Leaving Cert? Um, by that stage, I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and can you tell me a little bit about maybe the research? You know, how did you kind of narrow down your choice? Uh, well, how I ended up coming to the global languages really was, in particular, was I knew I wanted to do French because I loved French in school. And then I had picked up German in school. So I kind of wanted to go on with both. And then I thought, oh. I'd love to learn Spanish as well. So the only actual option I was left with was global languages to do three. Okay. And then that was actually the first year of the course was about to start. So I was kind of lucky, really. Yeah. So you obviously really in, in liked languages. Yeah, I do. Definitely. Yeah. So what for your leaving cert, what other subjects did you take then? Um, so you took, was it just one language for your leaving cert? No, I took French and German. French and German and, and then Irish. and Irish. OK, yeah. And any other subject then that you found kind of was useful um, to this degree? I suppose um, geography and history would be useful in some ways. I did both of them um, because I suppose you can't really separate either of them from language, you know, Yes. Uh, especially in my course, we would do a fair bit, at least a little bit anyway, of history and all this sort of stuff, because, of course, that's so important with the language because you can't separate the language from the culture and the history you know okay that's a really interesting point adam actually really interesting um did you attend open days you know as part of your kind of research uh, process I did. I did yeah uh i actually only attended nuag open days because i'm from galway so i never had any plans or ideas of moving and i like galway as well so but yeah i did go to i think it was two of the nuag open days Okay. Uh, I think actually one year after another. Good. Okay. So you had a really good idea of what you wanted to do yeah. and yeah, what the campus was like. Definitely the Just, second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just talk to me a little bit about um, what you studied as part of the course. So you've indicated there that you took three languages. Am I right? So French, German and Spanish in first year. Yeah. Are there any other language options open to a student, Adam? Um, there is Irish and Italian as well. Oh. As well. Okay, great. Okay, so if you liked your Irish, you could also keep that on through global yeah. languages. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. 
Um, and um, so first year, you, you know, what's a typical day like for a global languages, languages student? You know, what, what kind of classes, um, what course are you attending, Adam? It's a mix of stuff, really. So um, typical day, let's say you could have in the morning kind of a culture class. So it could be uh, literature, it could be history of um, that language. And then later in the day, let's say you could have a German conversation class. And then later in the day, you could have um, all sorts of stuff, really. It's, yeah. it is, it's a big mix, really. Yeah. You could go from one thing, one, one hour to the next hour, you're doing something completely different in a different language. You talked there about um, conversation. I presume there's a big emphasis here on getting your, you know, your fluency up, your conversation yeah. ability in, in all languages up to a certain level. Definitely, yeah. Um, so like I said, we'd have conversation classes uh, once or twice a week. And then in the other classes themselves as well, uh, most of the lecturers was... Um, try to speak as little English as possible, especially after first year. Um, so for example, I started beginner Spanish in first year and by this, I think it was the second semester or second year, they didn't speak any more English at all in the class or at least aimed for it. Of course, if someone's confused, they would switch back. But I think that's very good for to kind of get it into your head, to get talking and kind of really force you to get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How difficult is it to take three languages simultaneously like that? You know, you, to, you know, it's very, can you obviously you're going to get confused between tenses and yeah. you know etc. between the different languages. So how difficult is it, Adam? I would say it depends on the person and their interest, to be honest. But the one thing is, um, I had the advantage of the fact that I had already done two of them in school and even French and German are very different so that helps again to not get confused yes. but for example you could if you wanted to take the language you did from school and start two new languages in first year now I don't think that would be a great idea because that's like a load of information thrown at you now I do know someone who did it he to be honest he didn't find it particularly good I think he's dropped one of them but I'd imagine in that kind of situation it could be very confusing but then again I think if you're interested enough and then I suppose following on from that, if you're dedicated enough because you're so interested, I think you you could manage it. Yeah, yeah. I think it really just depends on the person. Yeah, absolutely. So then in second year, Adam, you're obviously taking your languages. Are there other electives maybe that you can opt to choose in second or third year? Um, there, there is, yeah. Um, I should mention, actually, from second year onwards, you pick one of the languages to do a major in. Okay. So you put more focus on that one and then the other two can be your minors. And the other thing I should mention is not everyone in global languages studies three languages. Okay. So, for example, you can also study two languages mm -hmm. and then you do another module called the global languages module where you study stuff like translation, um, kind of maybe more the theory side. Do you know okay. what I mean? So there's a good but, few uh, options in there. You're not tied into doing three if you maybe yeah. uh, if you find you're struggling a little bit, you yeah, can exactly. focus on two. Or, That's or if you're just more interested in kind of the theoretical side of language and that sort of thing, then maybe it will be better to do the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, as for as for the electives, um, for example, when you do the major in a language, you have to do everything. 
that's kind of on offer for that language. But then in the minor, I you usually have uh, some credits left over. So for example, last year, I major in French and I also picked uh, an extra module in German because I had to use up my credits. So it was like German culture, it could be something like that. So it's nice that there's a nice bit of choice built in there, isn't there? Uh, there is, yeah. Yeah. So third year then, am I right in saying that that really is your study abroad? Yeah, or it should be. It should be. Uh, so COVID-19 has, has offered a little bit. Yeah. Explain to uh, me a little bit what's going to happen, Adam. So what's going to happen in my case, and I think most of the courses case, is basically our semesters have been switched around. So I, for example, was supposed to go to France now in September. But of course, that's not, that can't happen this year. So what's happening now is I will more or less be doing semester one of my final year now, hopefully okay. still going to Germany then in March and then next September go to France. OK, so yeah. they've had to play around with a little bit, but you hopefully will be able to get the study abroad hopefully, opportunities. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed that hopefully, will yeah. happen. And that, that's actually the other thing about the course is it's mandatory for us, which makes sense really with languages. Yeah, you have to go abroad. Yeah, yeah. you have to immerse yourself in the language and the culture to really yeah. learn the language. Yeah, that's true, Adam. Um, just what advice would you give to a Leaving Cert student, you know, listening to this podcast, who's perhaps thinking about languages? What would be your advice to them, Adam? If you really love it and you're really interested in it, I would say go for it, If definitely, if you can. And the other thing is, I think sometimes it's kind of an area that can be some cynicism around it that um, maybe mightn't be looked as the best area to go into or whatever. But I think if, if you really have the passion, you really love it, you should definitely go for it because there's no point in forcing yourself into a course that just isn't for you. Yeah, so true, Adam. I want to just speak to you because I know when we talked last week, you mentioned about your role as a career ambassador for the European Union. Can you tell me about how that came about and what it involved? Um, so basically, it is, um, as the title would suggest, it is um, a role to kind of promote the existence, really, of careers with the EU and the different opportunities you could have, especially with languages. Not always, but usually. Um, so I basically got involved because I heard about it from the Career Guidance Counselor, Claire, in NUIG, and I went through the application process through the EU and I got it, which was kind of in part to in part or a lot due to the language factor. And then basically what happens is you get trading for a weekend in Brussels and then you kind of manage the social media, uh, basically just kind of raise awareness about um, what's what could be out there for you with job opportunities with the European Union after college. Okay, so a, a fantastic opportunity, and obviously it's going to look amazing on your CV. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it will. It will definitely. What are your future career plans? Um, in your head, where do you see yourself after graduation, Adam? Um, concrete plans I don't have. Okay. But I That's would okay. love to. I would love to be a translator, and I suppose the only maybe real concrete plan I would have is I do plan on moving on emigrating at least temporarily yeah yeah you're going to spend yeah. some time in the countries of the language you've you've, you've yeah, studied yeah. basically yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of breathe and 
kind of maybe fly the nest for a while. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It's very, very exciting. Uh, just to bring you back to that student in the bish in leaving search year to that, if you were to give some advice to that 17 or 18 year old version of yourself, Adam, what might that be? One piece of advice. Maybe it's a bit of a cliche, but I'd say just don't stress too much. Because um, I would say the leave concert stressed me out more than any college exam so far. Definitely easily. Um, yeah, I would say don't stress out too much. You're probably doing better than you think. I think it's true for most people in leave insert. You probably have less to be worried about than you think. And yeah, I suppose it's it's and it's going to be over quicker than you think, too. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I mean, I think most people would say that, that the Leaving Cert exam was the hardest exam they ever set and nothing in university ever comes as close to that. Yeah, and I mean, the the time frame of it too, you know, I mean, you're never going to have that again, two weeks of constant exams. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, yeah, listen, thanks a million, Adam, for joining me today. And um, what I noticed from talking to you and talking to you last week as well is that you're so passionate about languages. Um, and I think if there is a student listening to this podcast and they do have the aptitude for a language, I would strongly encourage them to keep it on at university because it is an area that we as a country need to uh, you know, increase the number of graduates coming out with languages. So I think somebody like you who talks so passionately about it is such a great ambassador for languages. So thank you, Adam, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great. Thanks a million, Adam. So next week, I'm joined by uh, Clyde Dockery. Um, and Clyde is studying the Bachelor of Science degree at NUI Galway. So again, if you know of any student maybe considering science at university, uh, please share the link and encourage them to join us uh, next week. So until then, Slongafall. Mm-hmm.